The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save games the dates? Are in the first series? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little SEO news with Jordan Cooney, who is the co-founder and CEO of Previsible, which is an SEO consulting and education company that helps support enterprise businesses as they scale their organic search traffic. And today, Jordan and I are going to discuss Google's November core algorithm update. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not, because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings, and AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here's my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the co-founder and CEO of Previsible. Jordan, I can't wait. Yep. I can't wait. I know I know exactly what you're going to say, and I know what's going to come out of your mouth, and I'm already covering my ears because the siren is coming. Burr, 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 burr. There it is. All right. You know, what's funny is, Jordan, we haven't talked in a little while on the podcast. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. For anybody who's listening for the first time, I obnoxiously ring the Google algorithm alert siren every time Google does something new with their algorithm. Burr, 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 burr. And uh, we've been doing this for a couple of years. It's basically the silliest thing I do in public. We've been doing these for a while, and it seems like I should be remembering the alert because we're getting more and more algorithm updates. Like we all can't, the time. we can't keep up with them. Like you and I can't record every time there's a Google algorithm update. So now we're just batching them. So this is like our monthly Google algorithm update alert episode instead of just trying to 
hop on the podcast every time. So let's start there. Before we get into what happened with this Google algorithm update or the series of Google algorithm updates, is this something that we should be planning for? Should we be just monthly reoccurring meeting to talk about Google updates? Because they're happening at least once a month now, right? Yeah, there's a couple of things to take stock of there, right? The first one is these updates were always happening. It just is, is a factor of whether or not Google was willing to be public about an update happening. Those are two different things, right? Google's always making updates. They're like any other massive engineering organization or technology organization. They're constantly making improvements. Now, yes, some of those improvements are to the, as they call them, the core updates, the core of the technology that they're using to serve and, and render results and factor those results. But then there's a plethora of other updates that happen throughout the year, everything from how they show product ads to how they deal with you know, layout. They did tons of schema and other attributes that they took, features that they took out of the SERP. So there's tons of updates happening, but what we consider official updates or official announcements, we've seen a really packed agenda from Google here as we go into the close of the year. And, and I get a I get a suspicious feeling that this is going to be a new norm for us going into 2024. So let's talk about the cadence and the impact of these algorithms. We're, we're seeing more frequent algorithms. And, and I kind of have always likened them to seismic shifts, right? Earthquakes. And, you know, we could think Panda, the big one right? Ooh, I'm from San Francisco. Like I felt the 1989 earthquake 7.1. It was crazy. Bridges falling over is terrible. People died, lost their lives. Let's not make light of it. Scared the crap out of me as a kid. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like we all live in fear because we have that memory in our head of the big algorithm update where all of a sudden the traffic went away and ah, this guy is falling. Right. And you know, now it's like, look, every earthquake, we had an earthquake the other day, it was like a 3.1. It was like, oh, cool, the ground's shaking. That's neat. Hope nothing fell over. Are these serious? Because they're happening so frequently. Are there going to be big algorithm updates anymore? Or is it all just going to be a sequence of little tremors? I think that we're we're still going to have volatility, right? And and right now we are seeing some volatility, whether it be the SEMrush sensor or all these other third-party tools. We are seeing an uptick in volatility through November here from the beginning of November when this core update started, uh, November 2nd to be precise, two weeks to roll this out. So, so while we're recording this, we're getting to the tail end of that. We are seeing volatility. Now, it's not the same kind of volatility that we saw in updates earlier this year or even up core updates that happened last year, but we are seeing some spikes and some some decreases. Now, again, you know, Google is getting into this habit where these releases are in two-week batches, typically two weeks, right around that. And my suspicion in that is Google is using their internal data to validate whether or not this update is truly yielding the expectations that they had for users. I think that's a really important point because this is not just Google releasing something and then disappearing and walking it back, they're actually taking that two-week period to get it right, to say this is how we want the results to show up for users based on signals and data points that they leverage about the search experience. So ultimately, I really think that Google has a manifesto when these updates happen, these core updates happen. Those manifestos are themes or topics or areas or systems that they are actually improving, repairing maybe in some cases, or altering uh, based on their expectations and goals. So what I'm hearing from you is that Google is rolling out these algorithms with a, a sense of what they want the end output to be. 
That makes me feel like when they were rolling algorithm updates out before, they didn't really understand the full impact. We were essentially their guinea pigs and saying, all right, here comes an algorithm update. Oops, that didn't work like what I thought it was going to be. And then they'd have to have subsequent updates. Now it sounds like you're saying, look, there's these two-week periods where they're rolling something out with a clear projection of the end output. Was that not the case before? I mean, maybe much further back in history that was that was the case. I don't think that there's tons of speculation nowadays for Google. And the reason I believe that is because, let's be honest, the SERP just doesn't change that much, right? There are things that they've modified and improved, but like when we think about the SERP landscape, we don't see monumental changes to the overall experience and layout of data and content, and ultimately, in many cases, the rankings. You know, you don't see sea shifts of all 10 of the rankings disappearing, and it's just a whole new set of 10 rankings. That never happens. That did happen a long time ago, but not not in the last five years. And so I don't really think that Google is testing things with an unknown outcome. They're testing things with an expectation and a target that they plan to hit within the systems that they create to manage our rankings, the systems being these ranking factors that we, we typically call them out in the SEO world. To be very precise about these November updates and kind of segueing to that, I think that they're really, really laser focused on some categorical efforts as well as some experience efforts. Uh, and, and we'll talk about it because there's two updates going on right now. There's a core update and a reviews update. And with that reviews update, it is an experience of really focused on what is a quality review. All right, so let's get into it then. You know, we've got this update. We're calling it the November core update. Something to do with reviews. What was updated and, and what was the impact? Yeah, great question, Ben. So um, the November core update, again, started here in early November. When, when this podcast comes out, the November core update will essentially be completed. It should be fully rolled out in two weeks. And, you know, here's the reality. Like Google published some Q&A on this. They actually answered to some extent, you know, why we're seeing so much volatility in there. And their response was that they're making improvements to their core systems and they're doing that now. Now here, here's my hope, here's my desire, this is a speculation, is that they're doing this now because last year they made some updates around Black Friday, the holiday shopping season, and that spooked everybody. So maybe they're moving very quickly here in this, you know, this September through October period prior to a very, very, very aggressive online shopping and, and information series that happens through November and December. The reality is they also stated that they do try to avoid late November, December type updates, but I don't think that that's a shock. Most technology companies will have code freeze during that time of year. So I'm not surprised, but I wouldn't also hold my breath. If Google needs to make a change for whatever reason, they will do it during that time period. Core update, again, all of us should know this by this point. These core updates are focused on content quality. Go read all the information about core updates. And I think that one of the interesting things, I was at a conference this past week, Brighton SEO, and Danny made a really strong point about emphasizing what really is good content experience. And one of the things he pointed out was like, look, if you go on the internet and you go through some of the experiences that you see from the rankings and you can find the better ones from the worst ones, you're essentially doing what Google does. So great advice. Go be a guinea pig. Go test your own search results and see what's working and not working and what makes a certain experience better or worse for your own judgment. And I think that that's one, one good thing that none of us do during core updates. And, and we don't go back and evaluate who ranked and was it really good or not. 
I mean, sure, you can use the spot checking of are my search results better than everyone else's? I think we're all going to be biased towards our own experiences. But reality is we need to think about the quality of our content and our search experience more broadly than a spot check. I appreciate Danny's advice of like, you could figure this out yourself. It's like, cool, but my website has a million pages and I can't spot check a million different pages. So how do we categorize what's been changed and how do we think about content quality in the sense of Google's algorithm as it's evolving? I mean, as Google's algorithm is evolving, there are some really notable aspects to take into consideration. First, more text isn't always better. Second, evolving experience around text is taking a higher precedence. So what do I mean by that? If you are a e-commerce shop and you're putting hundreds of reviews on that page and you're putting extremely long descriptions and you're putting tons and tons of information with the hopes that that's going to help you outrank everyone else, that's not helping you, right? The experience of buying is being prohibited by the experience of information. I mean, that's a grotesque example, but I think many of us as SEOs and as web designers, web developers, content marketers, we don't take into account um, what is the ultimate goal or experience that we want for this page, and then how do we build that for an end user? And that, that I think, is one of the components that you can evaluate through a lot of different metrics, and Google is doing this all the time. And right now, today, I believe that these November updates are really poised to figure out the cleanup of commercial experiences that Google believes and and deems lower quality. Time for a one minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Yeah, but Jordan, normally you come on the podcast when there's an algorithm update and you say they're changing uh, the rankings for a specific industry or for UGC or for reviews, right? How do we digest what's been happening with this algorithm update or the last series of updates to understand how we should be modifying what our content experiences look like? Great question. Across the board, any commercial viable categories are seeing far higher volatility. So let me give you examples of that. Computer electronics, books, cars or automotive, gaming, 
These are all categories that are seeing way higher volatility during this November core update as compared to non-commercial categories like health, law and government, jobs, real estate. All of these are showing much lower volatility during this two-week-ish period here where Google's releasing- Real estate isn't a commercial interest? Good call out there, Ben. Good call out there. And, and I'd say real estate is unique in the sense that the transaction doesn't necessarily happen on the page itself, right? It is a information-based experience, right? You're getting, you're informing users about real estate. You're not buying real estate online. Well, at least not yet, but that's coming. Anyway, back onto this point, which is Google released two things here in November, a core update, right? You know, six days later, backed by a reviews update. And I don't think that that's coincidence. It is a cleanup of commercial intent queries and how Google factors commercial intent queries and whether or not those queries should maintain that experience, right? And commercial, I, I really mean the combination of commercial and transactional, which is buying stuff. It's the shopping season update. Exactly. Like, let's call it what it is. Google is saying, hey, last year we launched a bunch of updates like you know, Thanksgiving Eve, right before Christmas, and everybody had to scramble. This year, we're going to get it out before Thanksgiving. Thank you, Google. We appreciate you. Sometimes we're a little critical, but nothing but love. <laughs> and now they're going and saying, all right, we're going to make sure that commercial intent queries are at the level of quality that we want them to be, and that you can't have a bunch of crappy reviews. This is the commerce holiday update, isn't it? That's right. It is. It's the commerce holiday update. And, and the indication of categories shows that. And then I think that the coupling of that with reviews update is, is, is no surprise. So I need to retitle this episode now. It can't be the Google <laughs> November core update. That's no fun. It's the Google holiday something. This is, this is a good point you bring up because Danny at this conference also made a real big point of saying that we are not going to go back to the silly naming conventions of updates. No more pandas, no more penguins. Those are out. And we're sticking with this boring date system type naming convention that we have, which is, you know, November core update or November reviews update. And that's that's what he says. And that's what we're going to get. I was really looking forward to the pheasant update or the, <laughs> the polar bear, the peacock, the panther. There you go. All the peas. Come on. I love it. Those were fun. It felt more friendly when, you know, the update was an animal name as opposed to just something clinical like this. I want to go back to the, you know, P letters. I'm with Danny on this one. And I'm going to tell you straight up, like I had to sit in front of CEOs of multi-billion dollar companies and explain to them that we have a panda or a penguin update. And I look like a fool. So I'm, I'm good with boring. What if it were the piranha? <laughs> piranha. Who'd scare them away. <laughs> All right, I'm calling this the platypus update. So, Jordan, now that we're talking about the holiday commerce platypus update, we've seen changes in reviews. We're seeing uh, commercial categories that are changing. Are there any specifics in terms of what has been changed? Is it a certain type of experience? You mentioned shorter form content, not necessarily longer being prioritized. What do you know about what types of pages or what content has been penalized? Um, we're seeing that pages that are over-indexed on content-based experiences, so um, six or seven FAQs on a page, right? And again, it's not to say that you can't have six or seven FAQs. This is where SEO gets into this, it depends category, but it is that websites that have over-indexed on something that truly doesn't add any value, 
right? Content for the sake of content. Right. Content for the sake of content. If I have three FAQs all about price, do I really need three? Can I just narrow it down to one? Those are the types of tactics and efforts that are seeing diminished uh, rankings in this core update. And we've seen that across the board, examples in large multinational companies and websites to even small regional service-based business websites that stuff their pages with too many elements and too much content for the sake of content. All right. So content for the sake of content, not a great idea. And you mentioned reviews. You know, Is this just battling fake reviews? What's the actual change in how Google is ranking review content? Yeah. So essentially with the reviews update, it's really focused on how to distinguish a high quality review. And there are some best practices that Google has shared. There's 14 best practices. We're not going to go through all of them here. We've talked a lot about many of them on the podcast in the past. And I really think that what Google is looking for in these reviews is to distinguish quality statements about a product or service or experience from vanilla overarching statements, right? So if you ever rented on Airbnb, this you see always a review on Airbnb that just says great place. Well, that doesn't really tell me much about the place. <laughs> so A plus plus plus. Yeah. Those types of reviews. I really do think that this from the April update is a continued refinement of that. What are you displaying? What are you selecting? And does this actually distinguish the product? And then validation. These are the two most important things. Validation being is this a real person? Is this a verified or is this a true review from someone who bought from here, experienced this? Can there be some form of quantifying the validity of that review plus the substance of the review? Those are the two things that Google's really lasered in on. So I think that we're going to see more of these back-to-back and simultaneous updates, like two updates at the same time like what we have right now coming next year. So Jordan, I'm surprised we've gone, I don't know, 18 minutes into this episode and we haven't heard a single peep about artificially generated content, right? It seems like AI is injected into every part of marketing and everything we're doing with SEO. Uh, Are these updates impacting how SEOs or content creators are producing their content? Yeah. I mean, you know, the the reality is AI is not the the criminal here, right? Uh, And Google has now repeatedly stated that AI content is okay. AI content is permissible. It is how we use it. It is really the practitioner that is the ultimate factor in the determination of whether or not AI is useful or not. And the practitioner being us SEOs, content marketers, web developers. And if we're just using AI to propagate a bunch of trash, back to that FAQ example, if we're using AI to just create and spin up a bunch of question and answer pairings on our pages, we're clearly not going to be rewarded if it doesn't have utility and impact for users. So the reality is AI isn't the criminal. AI is not in any way, shape or form the problem here. It's about how we use it and implement it. And the reason you're not hearing anything about it in this in this episode until now is because the reality is that I don't think Google is is set out to go through and say, oh, that's AI, you're bad, you're going down. And oh, that's written by a human, you're going up. They're going through and they're saying, that could be human, that could be AI, and it's being used in a trashy way. Goodbye, you're going down in your rankings. All right, Jordan, I want you to look in the crystal ball. Based on what you're seeing from the end of this year 
November core platypus commerce holiday algorithm <laughs> update. You know, is there anything that we can tell moving forward or what would your expectation be for end of this year, beginning of next year and beyond? Well, I mean, that title wasn't keyword stuffed at all. So <laughs> generative AI. Sorry, I just had to add that in there. <laughs> yeah. You know, looking at next year, a uh, couple things. Again, going back to the conference, we heard from Danny, but but also I'm, I'm not surprised by this. Uh, we're going to see more back-to-back updates. We're going to see more simultaneous updates. So get used to that. Get comfortable with that. And candidly, for, for all the SEOs who are listening, I really hope we embrace it because communication from Google is important. It makes our jobs much more effective. It gives a lot of credence to our work. And uh, sometimes we go down, sometimes we go up. That That's the nature of the business. But the reality is that the communication is helping us a ton in how we handle our partners, communicate internally, manage our clients. And, and I want to acknowledge that we want to see that even if it may be painful to see things happen back to back at the same time, that may be a lot of communication that is required from us to make SEO effective. All right, more updates to come. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jordan Cooney, the co-founder and CEO of Previsible. If you'd like to get in touch with Jordan, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is JT Cooney, that's J-T-K-O-E-N-E. Or you can visit his company's website, which is previsible.io, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E.io. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools, but that's not the case anymore thanks to Ahrefs because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com, where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.